Welcome to Category Visionaries, the show dedicated to exploring exciting visions for the future from the founders who are on the front lines building it. In each episode, we'll speak with a visionary founder who's building a new category or reimagining an existing one. We'll learn about the problem they solve, how their technology works, and unpack their vision for the future. I'm your host, Brett Stapper, CEO of Frontlines Media. Now let's dive right into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening. Today, I'm speaking with Sam Nafisi, CEO of Protoscore, a productivity intelligence platform that's raised more than $4 million in funding. Sam, thanks for chatting with me today. Good morning, Brett. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So before we begin talking about what you're building there at Protoscore, let's start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background. Great. Well, I appreciate you having me. Background, kind of an immigrant, came to America, serial entrepreneur, hustled a lot, lots of setbacks, lots of failures. And fortunately, a couple of successes as well. And I think we're on to a, another one with Protosport. Very cool. And if you don't mind me asking, where did you come from? I'm originally Iranian. So I was born in Iran. We fled after the revolution a few years in Europe. And then I immigrated to the U.S. in 1984. Wow. What was that like for you? And how old were you then? It was tough. So when we left, I was around eight. Uh, and then when I came to the U.S. to L.A., I was 12. It was really tough. Look, we went through a revolution. My father stayed back. We came in. We had to assimilate into a new diaspora and get you know, assimilated into the United States. Early on, it was tough. But I've been fortunate this country gives opportunities like this to us immigrants. And we could flourish if we put the effort and try hard and, and work at it. Amazing. I think if you look through a lot of the most successful entrepreneurs in the last you know, 50 years, a lot of them have been immigrants to America as well. Yeah, it's the embodiment of the American dream, Brett right? This country provides the opportunity for people like me that come here, work hard, to have access to capital, put the effort in, and potentially build businesses and create jobs and opportunities for others. Well, hey, good to know the American dream is still alive. Sometimes when you read the media, you would, you would think it's dead. I agree with you. And we'll leave politics outside of this. But I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect and, and good call. So let's uh, let's focus here. Let's talk about you know books. Like I said you know, in the pre-interview, we like to just you know understand a bit more about what makes you tick as an entrepreneur. So do you have a favorite book that's really had an impact on you as a founder? Look, I'm a big kind of a nonfiction guy. I love biographies. I love documentaries. And so on the biography side, as an adolescent or a young twenty year old, I was a big Churchill guy. And then on the business books. Steve Jobs, you know, Michael Dell, Lee Iacocca was a big one in the 80s uh, with his turnaround of Chrysler. Mm -hmm. Certainly had an impact on me. And then I'd say more recently in the last 10, 15 years, probably Moneyball and the whole story around the analytics around the Oakland A's and its impacts. And I was actually at a conference recently and Billy Bean was there presenting coincidentally. So it was really cool to see him in person and hear his, his story around the book. Nice. You know, I watched the movie first and I read the book years after and the book is just so much better. I think the movie doesn't even come close. I completely agree with you. The book is riveting. And to look at the way the data is used there and the outcomes they have with that data is remarkable. Totally agree. Nice. Well, I think our listeners will enjoy that one. Now let's switch gears and let's talk about you know what you're actually building. So Protoscore, can you walk us through what problem you solve and how your solution solves the problem? Sure. So in a nutshell, a word employee productivity tool that is very employee-centric. And at its core, what we do is we aggregate multiple data points 
from cloud tools that employees use. So it could be an, it's email, it's their CRM tool, their telephony or UCAS. It could be Slack, LinkedIn, DocuSign, an ERP system they may have. All of the tools that a corporation provides its employees, we capture all the data points and we provide what we call a productivity score or proto score to the employee and management. Got it. And then who are you selling that to? Who is that target market? So look, as the category is being kind of realized and getting more traction, both the C-suite folks, HR folks are intrigued by productivity. But more recently, we've seen a lot of adoption and interest on the employees themselves. What's intrigued us is they want to be able to tell management, tell the company that they are productive agnostic to the location. They could be in the office, at Starbucks, or at home. And if they're productive and they're doing their jobs, they should have that autonomy. And we believe ProScore provides that both to the employee and the company. Got it. Interesting. So they're using this as a way to say, hey, I don't need to return to the office. I can be productive at home. Correct. Or even in the office, right? I used to manage a large corporation before in the office. And on many days, I was unaware of what was going on. You know, most managers, I analogize that we manage to what I call lagging indicators. Mm -hmm. What happened at the end of the month? What happened at the end of the quarter? What were the outcomes? We have no leading indicators. And we believe productivity scores like ProtoScore analyze leading indicators. So far before the outcome is reached, we know the path to that outcome and we could kind of model it out and show what the employee is doing, how engaged they are, and how ultimately productive they are. Got it. Interesting. And is there a specific size company that you're really focused on selling to right now? Korea, we clearly the enterprise is the right fit for us. Larger organizations, I would say a couple of hundred seats, or we call them seats or employees, mm-hmm. and above are the right fit that really like the adoption and like what the tool does for the employee and the company. And are there employees who don't like this? <laughs> do, they, do they not want to have a score like this? Yeah, look, there are competitors out there that are more what I call big brother, much more invasive. They're looking at your mouse movements and your URLs and your camera on your computer. They're agent-based. So they deploy an agent on your device, on your laptop, on your desktop. We don't do any of that. We're entirely cloud-based and are only gauging the cloud tools that you're provided by the corporation. Nothing else. We don't see if you went to your kid's school and it's on your calendar or you went to a URL to find a ticket for your vacation. None of that is observed by us except what's on the cloud tools provided to you by the company. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I know you touched on that there briefly a few minutes ago, but can we expand on market categories? How do you think about market categories? Is this a new market category transforming an existing one? What are your thoughts there? So a great question, Brett. And to me, this is I'll give you a little bit of history of how we view this. So 25 years ago, people were using fax machines. And you probably weren't even born. You were were a baby. But then email came about and became ubiquitous. And every company went to an email platform. And today, 
it's primarily Microsoft 365 or the Google G Suite product. Then 15 years ago, there was no such thing as a CRM tool. Every sales department had an Excel document, maybe notepads. Salespeople were very averse to a CRM tool. That's big brother. What are you doing? In the last 15 years, CRMs have become ubiquitous. Obviously, Salesforce is the big player in that space. And now every salesperson you hire, the first question they ask you before being hired is, what CRM do you have? What do you use? Am I familiar with it? So it's become ubiquitous. It's in the lingo of our corporate tech stack. Mm-hmm. Five, seven, 10 years ago, UCAS providers or VoIP providers like a Ring Central or a Vonage came into play. And they are now ubiquitous in most of corporate America. We believe the next five years, employee productivity is the next addition to corporate tech stacks. We think every employee will be assigned some kind of a productivity tool that benefits the employee and provides comfort to the corporation that the employee is being productive. Got it. And then employee productivity, that sounds you know a bit broad. Do you envision that that's going to be like the broad category? And then within that, there's going to be a bunch of subcategories of different tools? Absolutely. So there are tools that are big brother and are very invasive, and we're not a fan of theirs. I don't think employees are a fan. There are HR tools. There are more macro tools. What we have done is we say to the corporation, to the company, but also to the employee, you're already on email. You're already on CRM. You're on a UCAS. You're on Slack. You could be on Teams or Zoom or Google Meets, Google Hangout. You're already using all of these tools. The company already has access to them. All we're doing is using some machine learning, using artificial intelligence to aggregate all those data points and provide a weighted scoring. Got it. Interesting. And have you thought through yet what the name of that subcategory would be? Look, Gartner came out a year ago and basically named the category Employee Productivity Management. That's kind of the category that they named, and they feel that we're on the early, early innings of what they consider a five-year growth trajectory for this category. Got it. And when it comes to analyst relations, are you actively engaging with them to try to you know, shape how that category is defined? Or what are your thoughts there on you know, interacting with analysts? Yes. Yeah, so our CMO, Nadine Malik, is very engaged with Gartner, has conversations with them frequently in exchanging of ideas of how we think of the category, how they think of the category, how some of our clients think of the category. And as they begin using it, and as the category broadens, as any new vertical, right, it'll morph, it'll tweak, it'll pivot. So we're in the early stages of that being coalesced and codified around a simple message. Got it. And then what about platforms like G2 Crowd, who you know they're aiming to kind of disrupt Gartner? Are you putting any focus on those types of platforms? I believe Nadine is... There were discussions with them as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not that familiar with them, but I believe Nadine and her team are. Got it. Okay, perfect. Now let's switch gears a bit here and talk about traction. So in terms of traction, what have you seen so far that you're okay with sharing? Sure. Look, we're a small company. You mentioned earlier, you know, we've raised $4 million slightly more of capital. I'll give an example of traction. So initially, we had 
smaller companies, what I call middle market, small to middle market. In the last year, we've seen significant adoption, interest, proof of concept opportunities with more enterprise clients. And one example that I could give is, you know, we had a large opportunity prospect come our way whose employees were told they've got to go back to the office. And the employees had long drive and commutes and they were reluctant. They went to management and they said, is there any way that we could prove to you that we're productive being remote to mitigate or negate entirely the need to go to the office? They deployed Protoscore on a small sample set of their employees, 30, 40, 50 employees on a trial or proof of concept basis. They then went to about three, 400 employees. And finally, a few months ago, nearly 5,000 of their employees have begun adopting our solution. Wow, that's amazing. So it was a great success story, not only for us as a small company, but being so intimately engaged with a wonderful client that knew what they wanted. They've been incredibly involved in our development, asked for nuances to the product. We've been nimble enough as a small company to accommodate them. It's been a great win-win situation for both the client and us. Nice. That's amazing. Now, what excites you most about the work you get to do every day with this company? Look, I, you know, I've been in the startup world a lot. My last company I founded, and then we grew that to almost $50 million of ARR before I exited. Look, my juices get flowing when there's a huge opportunity, a huge category being created. We're early in that. There's early adoption. And seeing opportunities blossom for the company. We have two or three large opportunities with partnerships that we've signed up with recently that we think can transform Protoscore into a sizable organization in the next 12, 18 months. And that's really excited us. Nice. Very cool. And if we zoom out into the future, what would you say is the five-year vision of the company? Look, I think we'll raise an institutional round of capital in the next two quarters. There's no reason why we can't be a $30, $40 million ARR company in the next three to five years. I really think in the next five years, there's no reason we can't be at those milestones. You know, we got to put the effort in naturally. As I tell my children, it's all about attitude and effort. So I'm gung-ho, I'm motivated, I'm really, really driven. The team is really excited about the opportunity. We think we have something in front of us that's worth going for. Nice. That's amazing. Well, unfortunately, that's all we're going to have time for today. Before we wrap, if people want to follow along with the journey of what you're building, where's the best place for them to go? The website's probably ideal, protoscore.com. So it's P-R-O-D-O, score, like the score, dot com. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of information there, press releases, updates, product information, all that's on the website. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time here, Sam, and look forward to seeing you execute on this vision. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate your interview and time as well. Yeah, take care.